Hello. Hello. Hello again. Now we are Hi. waiting for Diana. Please stop for a commercial message. Glad to have you back with us. Tonight's message is brought to us by Fazoli's, where Susie is now eating. Colleen, plug your ears, okay? okay? Susie is now eating baked fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> now we turn back to Dr. Liaga. We were talking about ice cream. Ice cream, yes. And talking about the difference between um, a Tillamook brand, which is a higher quality brand ice cream, which has an ingredient, one of the first ingredients would be cream, versus choosing, and say you want a strawberry ice cream, so there would actually be strawberries in that ingredient, versus choosing the store brand, which is usually a cheaper option. And those ingredients will usually include milk fat, non-milk fat. And then sadly, the second ingredient would be high fructose corn syrup. And the third one being corn syrup. Wow. And down the line, you would see where there's actually no ingredient saying strawberries. It'd be more like red dye number or such and such. So, oh, wow. And flavoring probably. Yeah, exactly. So those are the things that are concerning. Concerning in a way because it affects our insides. And when it affects our insides, our GI tract, it affects our immune system, it affects our brain function, and it affects a whole host of our systems down the road, especially with an accumulation of those kind of choices being put in our body. Um, and real quick for the audience, I'm not sure uh, when we read labels, it's so important to read labels. One thing to consider when we read labels is that the first ingredient listed is usually it has like the most, right? Second ingredient is there's, there's some of that stuff in it too. And then you go down the line, there's less and less of the other ingredients. So it's important to see, First of all, you ideally you don't want to eat foods that have more than like four or five ingredients and you want to be able to pronounce all of them. Oh. Um, so, you know, if you're looking at um, some things to consider, you really don't want to have the high fructose corn syrup in there. And you especially don't want it to have to be like the first, second or third ingredient. That means there's a decent amount of it in there and high fructose, high fructose corn syrup is not good for us. You know, I will cut in here for a second. I was looking on um, Instagram today and um, Diana, I don't know if I forwarded this one to you or not, but it was a doctor saying, you know, the five things I would never put in my body. And the first one he said was sugar substitutes. Um, yep. He had a lot of reasons why, and I can't remember any of them right now, except uh, for, ruined, he said it ruined your gut health. That's what yes, it was. Exactly. The sweetener, the artificial sweetener. And so I'm yes. into this whole gut health thing lately. Yes. So very good. I know it actually you... got me thinking too, Susie. Wow. <laughs> and well, it's absolutely correct. He's spot on. And another thing to think about a common household item we might have in a refrigerator is ketchup. So I don't know about you guys, but go back, rewind 20, 30 years ago, we get some ketchup from the the store, one thing just to segue off of, it was a glass bottle, not a plastic bottle, mm -hmm. right? Back then, our glass bottles, mm -hmm. which would be better for us as far as like plastics leaking into our foods. That's a whole nother topic in the way of facilitating cancerous type things, especially in warehouses that are, you know, not regulated with temperature or whatnot, or if the, the bottles themselves get heated up or whatnot, that doesn't, it's not good for our bodies with the plastics. But back in the day, we had ketchup stored in glass containers. We look on the ingredients and lo and behold, the first ingredient was a red ripe organic tomato or a red ripe tomato. Um, and maybe the second one would be distilled vinegar. And then maybe a little bit of sugar, salt, uh, you know, some onion powder, et cetera. Well, to get that same ketchup from 20, 30 years ago that was in that nice glass bottle, we now have to buy organic ketchup. Oh, Because if you go to the go to like say Costco and get Heinz ketchup and you get the regular Heinz ketchup, the first ingredient will be tomato concentrate from the red ripe tomato and it'll be distilled vinegar. It'll probably be your second one. And then the third ingredient might be high fructose corn syrup. And then the, the fourth one, corn syrup. So those are your sugar substitutes. And these are not good for our bodies, not good for our arteries, our veins, our blood vessels. And it helps facilitate inflammation, which helps facilitate disease. So reading our labels is so important and knowing what to look out for is important. Well, I don't understand the difference between high fructose and regular corn syrup. 
High fructose corn syrup yeah. is not, it's not as good as for us in our bodies. Uh, corn syrup, I guess in relationship would be a little bit better, but regular sugar would be better. Um, maybe something more natural, like uh, a honey or agave nectar would be better or monk fruit would be better. better. But in the end, uh, these sugar substitutes are, are really not beneficial for us. And they definitely uh, cause issues with our blood vessels and facilitate and infl- like you guys were just talking about, it creates an inflammatory uh, process in our bodies that facilitates disease and it reduces gut health. Crazy. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So and so I've been my labels. whole diet, doctor. Yes. Okay. That's going. Yes. That's definitely something we could talk about as far as sugar substitutes with diet sodas. Hey. Um, we might think that it's okay, a diet soda, but the diet sodas have artificial sweeteners that actually facilitate obesity and increases like yeast buildup in our gut, which for, of course affects the microbiome and our ability. You hear of uh, the word like leaky gut and whatnot. Um, those things can directly um, you know, cause trouble to our GI system, which can directly cause trouble to our brains. So it's important. I've, I've never heard of leaky gut. What is okay. that? Oh. So it's in the, the intestines. They have um, the, the microbiome is disrupted for, to the point where we get transmission of transmission of materials or foods, items. Well, it breaks down. It's no longer a food item at that point, but nutrients or maybe even things that are toxins that normally would be taken through into the large intestine and taken out of our bodies. They actually, things that would normally be passed through will be more permeable and being able to go through the small intestine into our bloodstream and things would facilitate, um, you know, disease or other troubles. Uh, Normally, again, those materials would not be going through the, um, the cell walls into the bloodstream, they would be passing through the small intestine, passing into the large intestine and being excreted out our bodies. But um, with, with leaky gut, it would um, allow for certain things to come in and cross that barrier that normally wouldn't be going into the bloodstream. And we don't want toxins in our bloodstream because of course that would create more opportunity for inflammation and disease. I'm kind of thinking diet that I'm gonna go back on that liquid diet because all you do is drink this one thing. And you don't have any yeah. of these problems with leaky guts. Yeah, no well, I know. And, and I think more and more, I think water, water is the answer, not, not everything uh-huh. else I drink. Yeah, Water is a great thing to, yeah, for our fluids, honestly, we, we would, it, the water is great. And you could flavor water with lemon or cucumber and mint or strawberries to give it a little bit of flavor. Um, those things can be beneficial. I know it can seem like a struggle to kind of get off or wean off of sodas. Um, but those are some things. And then there's some teas that can be beneficial or coffees that can be beneficial, um, that can help, you know, give you some, well, to help you coffees, of course, and teas can be, um, not help you necessarily with hydration, but, um, as far as giving you some bit of a taste with the liquid, but water is usually your best bet. Mm-hmm. And you know, where I live, we have really good water. South Jordan, Utah, we have really good water. I don't even need bottled. So uh, that's awesome. Go off. Yeah. So What's that? you trust the water out of your sink. Yeah. We have really good tasting. Well, ask, ask your sister. They were over testing my water last week. Today? Oh, earlier? <laughs> last week. Yeah. testing your water for heaven's sake sounds like her that makes a fun uh, science experiment for the kids even you can go to the store and get ph strips and compare the different waters you have oh. at your faucet versus your bottled water uh it's definitely an bottled, interesting yeah. experiment you know i have never um had a drink from the faucet in this house ever and i have oh, lived wow. here for 24 years wow <coughs> Why, yep. why not, Sus? Because it's nasty, I'm pretty sure. I mean, oh. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's just like, 
I don't know what's in it. <laughs> it can't be good. Uh, well, it's interesting. I took my kids to a field trip at the the water department where they get the water coming from the cities before us. And they treat it at the treatment plant. You can actually go and have a field trip at the, the water treatment plant. And then you can go to the dirty one where we go, you know, we use our water in our town. And then you go to the dirty one and we kind of clean it out a bit before it goes on to the next city. And it was actually quite uh, informative and educational on how much they treat the water before they bring it to our kitchen sink. And uh, are the dirty water town? What's that? Is our town the oh, dirty water? Don't answer water? that. Oh, no, 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 no. No, so like we get our water from towns before us and they, they clean it out and then they bring it to us and we clean it out and then we use it and it's dirty water and we kind of clean it out before we send it over to like Orange County. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh it's quite a process and it's quite interesting and uh, it was definitely informative, but it made you feel actually more comfortable to drink from the faucet. Oh, seriously. And why, Diana, should she not answer that question? <laughs> I think inquiring minds need to know. <laughs> well, it is quite fascinating. I'm glad it had a good outcome. That's yeah, all. me too. That's all I have to say. Very good. Yes. And we're very kind to our neighboring cities that get it downstream from us. We actually do a very good job at our treatment plant oh, in our city true. to help. Yeah. <laughs> But going back to the foods that we um, are eating, just thinking about like as soon as we make a decision that something matters or is important to us, something as important as like reading labels or what kind of liquids we're going to ingest or what kind of foods we're going to put down our, into our GI system, uh, it's good to kind of like make uh, either a mental or you can write out like a physical ladder or steps to climb or goals to meet to achieve. And as we progress through meeting these goals, um, you know, we'll have like kind of like you hear people talking about dopamine hits with like social media likes and whatnot. But as we meet these kind of lifestyle change goals and nutrition goals, we will get quote unquote dopamine hits that will help reward us and make us feel that we're empowering ourselves and giving ourselves, you know, kind of a pat on the back or beneficial behavior to motivate us to continue down that path of making, you know, good changes in the way of nutrition. Mm -hmm. So if you could say right now, a lot, a lot of times when I think, okay, all this is here, I'll think and thinking it right now, all this is so complicated. I need to be told specifically this week or this month or whatever, the best thing you could do be to do. Can't even think straight. The best thing that you could do for yourself would be to, eliminate such and eat more of such and such yeah you know, definitely a, yeah definitely of, is there something that to simplify it for me that i could because you know how i basically eat what could i get rid of don't say fettuccine alfredo <laughs> but, all right uh, what well, what i could say is if you're gonna make fettuccine alfredo you want to make it from scratch Right. If I was going to make fettuccine Alfredo, it would be good to make it from scratch and using as fresh of ingredients as you possibly can. Okay. So that could pretty much go from everything for everything. Uh, yeah, ideally. And, you know, of course, to make like deep fried chicken or something like that, or like a really sugary food, um, those things aren't like obviously the best choices to make. But um, I guess if we're going to talk in that way, um, you know, one of the really good goals is to keep, in general, um, keeping the carbohydrates um, at a reasonable position. Because we have this thing in America, we can call it the standard American diet. People will refer to it as the SAD diet. Yeah. And what that SAD diet is, is it is we see like our food pyramid where we have a lot of the grains on the bottom and eating a lot of carbohydrates. But if we ingest like over 150 grams of carbs a day or more, we are basically setting ourselves up to gain 10 pounds a decade. If yeah, you, and you can okay. see it in the population. Yeah. Write that down, Dwight. Oh, sorry, 150 grams, you said. Okay. Of carbohydrates or more every day. Okay. Yeah. Over 150 grams of carbs or more a day for, our, you know, our, our consistently as our nutrition plan. 
will basically be gaining 10 pounds a decade. And you can see that in many Americans. You don't see that in Europeans or Japanese or Indians, but you see it here in America. And, you know, we're ingesting, you know, biggie size it, right? Or, you know, get a double-double or those kind of things. And then having so many carbohydrates that our bloodstream which is normally flowing of maybe a max of diluted, like one teaspoon of sugar is like flowing through and our pancreas is, you know, bringing out some insulin to help manage the blood sugar levels. But when we're ingesting so much carbohydrates, then we can have like teaspoons and teaspoons full of sugar in our bloodstream and just like ruining our pancreas and not being able to handle, um, the production of enough insulin to manage all that sugar flowing through the bloodstream. Mm. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> so, um, you know, keeping ideally a sweet spot would be maybe 40 to 80 grams of carbohydrates a day would be kind of a, a sweet spot mm-hmm. <coughs> uh, depending on the person. And that could allow us to be, more so in a way fat burners instead of sugar burners. Um, so when I say fat burner versus sugar burner, you know, we have certain things that can help us burn for fuel. Um, kind of like the gas station, right? You can get high octane or you can get the, the other different types of uh, fuels to, to run our vehicles. We have different fuels that can run our bodies. Okay, and I have a quick question for you. When you say 40 to 80 grams of carbs a day, I'm sure you're talking about fruits and vegetables and not like uh, hot tamales and Mike and Ike's and ice cream. Correct, correct. So yeah, ideally, yeah. So like it's every, it's a, yeah. And um, whether it be hot tamales or versus blueberries, you'd much rather pick the blueberries over the hot tamales for sure. The quality definitely matters there. Um in the regards to the, the carbohydrates, uh, the grams of carbohydrates, you know, in our American, um, food choices, like we say, well, I'll just go have like a, a strawberry yo play yogurt. Well, Oh, I might have some yogurt. You think it's pretty healthy and it's a strawberry one. So it's like fruity. So it's going to be good for me. But then you look at the label and then you're like in shell shock. Cause you're like, wow, I'm like basically at my limit or it depends on, you know, the different yogurts out there. But you got to be really careful because when you think, oh, I'm going to have a healthy yogurt and you pick Yoplait yogurt, you'll quickly find out that that's like your your sugar limit like is basically almost up. So um, it's really important to read our labels and pick something maybe like a Greek yogurt that's not flavored and then you add the blueberries uh, with it. That gives you much more freedom, more, it gives you more fat, more protein and less carbohydrate and that would allow you to have more sustenance. And um, the fat and protein are, those are good fats and proteins that will help us to keep our body energized and and fueled for the day and not have so much sugar flowing through our bloodstream. Um, Because, you know, when when we're having so much sugar flowing through our bloodstreams and we need to go move or think hard or whatnot, our body's going to burn that sugar. Well, when are we ever going to get a chance to burn the fat if we're always having all the sugar flowing through our body? Um, when we keep our sugar, you know, things, the little particles, you know, diluted in the bloodstream flowing and keeping it at a minimum, like again, on, you know, 40 to 80 grams of carbs a day, ideally, then you're actually able to, you know, do some things and function and actually have the, the fat being burned for fuel. So the body will take some fat and it turns it into glucose for energy, um, in a process in our body. So we can actually use fat and protein and we can our body can convert that into glucose to burn for fuel it's it's better for us all around you know today my friend came over to visit a minute or two and she showed me the pictures of the inside of her fridge and she has these clear bins that she would store things in so they're all contained i mean it was a magazine shoot she was just really excited about how organized it looked and she goes awesome food because she was going to be going um, up to Utah for a couple of days with her family, leaving her husband at home. And yeah. she took him into the kitchen. And she goes, look, I'm showing you now. This is the food. It is stocked with food. And it was. Everything was 
it was beautiful. But those bins were filled with um, green bell peppers and red bell peppers. Excellent. And cauliflower and peaches and, I mean, on and on and on. Fruits and a lot of vegetables. And I, oh, and some eggs. I looked at that fridge and you know what went through my mind? Hmm. That fridge is full, but there's nothing to eat. There's lots to eat. That's so good. <laughs> That's so good. Because with bell peppers, you could you put some extra virgin olive oil in a pan or some butter in a pan, and then you could you know heat them up and like saute them. You could eat them cold with some hummus. You could, um, and then you what else did you say? You had some fruits in there. So many things you could do. Um, you could see but, wincing in my head's flopping. <laughs> of course, I'm writhing. <laughs> well that's a, that's a good point though Susie because there's so many foods out there you just got to pick the ones that you enjoy you know the healthy foods that you enjoy and there's gonna be there's a whole food list of course of different items and it's just some of it is what we grew up with and then some of it is like maybe trying to get your body to change its palate and going less for the sweet and more maybe for the bitter taste or giving your, your your palate a chance to adapt to other foods that in time you might find that you could actually tolerate, <laughs> but well, definitely you want to enjoy for your foods. That man's going to starve to death. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, I eat at McDonald's. Okay. <laughs> okay, I have to tell you, my sister-in-law. This is this is my new favorite sister-in-law. She listens every Monday. Um, she buys Chobani zero sugar yogurt. She gets it at yes. Costco. Yes. And she, she empties the contents into a bowl and then she puts in Costco's frozen blueberries. And yep. she said, she stirs it up and she said, it's so refreshing. They call it diet ice cream at their house. Ah, and sometimes nice. they even put walnuts. Yeah. Sometimes they put walnuts in. She yeah. said she had to give up sugar and processed foods in February for health concerns. She goes, I still eat wheat thins or triscuits sparingly have cut uh-huh. down on red meat, which she likes red meat. She has a hard time losing weight because then I forget what her medical problem is. Oh, thyroid. Um, mm-hmm. She's dropped 20 pounds. Awesome. And what, what is that? Five or six months, six months. And awesome. she said it's been slow, but it's coming off. And she goes, it's <laughs> zero exercise, but yep. you know, now she needs to start lifting weight. She said, but anyway, um, and she says, and it oh, really is. this is just for taste. Yeah. She says, make sure the, the blueberry. Yeah, anyway. no, that's great. So for example, uh, I just put up here on my uh, computer. Uh, if you look at the Yoplait yogurt, it says total carbohydrates, 31 grams, total sugars, 22 grams. So if you're thinking of trying to keep your gra- your grams of sugar under 80 grams, that's that's already a, a 25% there just with one little cup of yogurt. And that's about, uh, if you eat two thirds of the cup. What about light fit you'll play? Yeah, I'm thinking they're adding uh, other sweeteners. Um, now the Chobani though, total grams of sugar is four, four grams. So you're getting more protein, oh, wow. more fat. So if you pick the Chobani total sugar is four, if you pick Yoplait, you have over what it says 22 grams of sugar total carbohydrates 31 so uh and that's again the serving sizes if you look is two-thirds of the cup so if you eat the whole thing of the yogurt the yoplait it's actually more than 22 grams so that's like over 25 percent of your total um, allotment for the day so that's where the benefit of you, you having the chobani the plane like your your friend there with this frozen blueberries it's a great choice not good I'll have to get yeah. some. Yes, yeah. it's good. And again, getting your palate to, to adapt is definitely doable. And it's just taking a little bit of that mindset change and knowing, okay, because I know this is better for me, I'm going to, I'm going to work on, you know, trying some of this out um, and adding like the, the sweetness of the blueberries to help because those blueberries are great antioxidants and they're wonderful for your body. Um. So just, and also knowing like, you know, some food that we talked about and having excessive amounts of sugars flowing through our bloodstream, those, it does help facilitate the leaky gut. It disrupts the microbiome and it, um, it can lead to, uh, you know, over time, autoimmune disorders or dementia, diabetes, heart disease, thyroid trouble, and arthritis or more. 
So definitely Parkinson's, it's, you know, something worthy of considering um, as a lifestyle change, a lifestyle choice to help our bodies. Well, I think I'm screwed because I'll have all of those things. No, no, Susie, you got this. You can do this. <laughs> you can do this. Oh. Definitely but do this. Try really hard. Yes. Hard to, it really is hard. Susie, if you can go from eating to a liquid diet overnight, you can go from eating to low carbs every day. I mean, it's harder to do that than it is to go on a liquid diet. On the liquid diet, there is no choice. It's just you do, you can drink it. That's it. Yeah. This other is like people who do Weight Watchers and stuff. I have to admire them because that's hard and they're doing it all yeah. of this stuff. But you know what? You're setting yourself up for um, a better life, a better existence for your family and everything else. Mm-hmm. And I think a liquid diet um, is probably not sustainable, like long term. Yeah, but I did it for a year and a half. Oh. But my yeah. doctor said to me, you know, Susie, one of these days you're going to want a hot dog. I'm like, please stop it. I'm on a roll. <laughs> Wow. Sure, sure. That's a, that's a tough one. Um, but those are some things to consider. Um, another thing to consider is that we are like defense systems and we want to protect our defense systems and our body um, against disease. And we think about like angiogenesis is the formation of blood vessels. And of course, blood vessels help. We you want to have healthy blood vessels to help pump blood through the body to get oxygenated blood and nutrients to our different organs and muscles and whatnot. And, um, you know, there's good foods that can help with that, like, um, you know, green tea and coffee and some tomatoes or some the hard cheeses and whatnot, soy, those can be beneficial for blood vessel, uh, you know, formation and development. And um, another thing to think about is uh, regeneration. Our body's always regenerating itself, going back to sleep. Like when we talked about sleep the last session, um, how when we go into that deep sleep, it's like we're getting that cerebral spinal fluid being like almost like washed and like uh, cleansed and, and cleaning up our the neurons in our brain. Um, regeneration of our body happens daily. Our cells are getting, uh, you know, regenerated and whatnot. Our body's amazing in the way of um, building and trying to break down and then even our bone cells, there's osteoblasts like breaking down bone cells and osteoclasts building up bone cells. So we're kind of constantly having that remodeling happening and throughout our body. And there's foods that can help facilitate it. And then of course, foods that don't facilitate it. Um, some things you can think about to help with regeneration would be like dark, dark chocolate for chocolate lovers, dark chocolate, not mm-hmm. the milk chocolate because the milk chocolate is, you know, coated in sugar, but, um, the black tea can always also be helpful to regenerate our cells and whatnot. Um, other things to think about is that microbiome that Diana, you were talking about earlier. We have that tons of bacteria in our body to help with the defense and um, fermented foods are so good to help our GI system. Like what? Might, like, kim, like sauerkraut, kimchi, pickles, uh, sourdough bread, kefir, fermented vegetables, and even like cheddar cheese, those things are all good to help our bi- microbiome um, and help that bacteria. Guy, would you eat any of those fermented foods? Uh, well, I like pickles and sauerkraut. I would go. probably eat kimchi. I don't know, but What's kimchi, kimchi, I think, is just... What is it? It's a Korean sauerkraut, I think. Oh. Yeah, I had a... Uh, um, I had a Korean uh, roommate in college and she enjoyed that a lot. So it could be like a Napa cabbage or a Korean radish, but it's fermented and it has quite a strong smell to it, but it can be very good um, for our GI system. So again, something culturally we might not be so familiar with as maybe sauerkraut or pickles or whatnot, but it's definitely something worthy of, you know, maybe trying. Is it a bill form? (laughs) (laughs) you're too funny no i'm serious (laughs) Uh, that's a good question i don't know that's a very good question uh kimchi pills that'd be interesting 
but those would be very beneficial in the way of helping our microbiome. Um, and then, of course, we have like some, you know, DNA protection of our genetic, you know, our genetic makeup. Uh, everyone has different genes, but, um, you know, there's foods we can actually, uh, foods can help either help genes be expressed more or genes be expressed less. So not necessarily like, oh, I have the genes for blue eyes and I eat certain foods. It's going to make me not have blue eyes. Not that type of gene at all. But other genes that are more likely to um, uh, be modified that you can do um, to help our, our cells and, um, you know, certain foods that will be more destructive for our cells. Um, there's these things called uh, telomeres. Telomeres actually protect the ends of chromosomes from being frayed or tangled. So when like cells divide, I was telling you that cells divide and their cells being um, remodeled or regenerated, the telomeres become slightly shorter. So we want to kind of keep our telomeres longer to help protect our genes. And there's actually some foods that can actually help um, keep our telomeres more in like tip top shape, Um, like seaweeds or fruits or legumes, nuts, um, some dairy products, coffee, curcumin, um, and actually another really good one is actually fasting. So having a period of fasting, whether it be, um, a shorter time or, um, a longer time of fasting. And these are some things you can talk to your doctor about regarding if it's appropriate for you to be fasting, but, um, even fasting, say from seven o'clock in the evening until like 10 in the morning or 11 in the morning is another way for your body to help, um, kind of reset and whatnot. I know I've never heard of telomeres before. Yeah, they're they're a part of our body where again the um at the ends of the chromosomes to help give them some protection. Yeah. Um Diana, have you ever heard of that? No, I haven't. Yeah, but uh, uh I you looked know, it up. I'm looking at <laughs> Yeah, so there's certain foods that can help us to give our genetic uh protection to the genes that are more beneficial. So foods high in vitamin C or uh, polyphenols, there's another, uh, polyphenols are micronutrients that also help protect our body's tissues against like oxidative stress um, and other things that could cause, you know, disease in our body. So foods that are high in polyphenols that help our, the telomeres or with genetic expression towards the things that are positive would be like berries, like we were just talking about the blueberries, um, uh, fiber and like herbs and spices, um, cocoa powder, nuts, flaxseed, vegetables, olives, coffees and teas, and even red wine and beer with, of course, in moderation. Um, those can, things can continue to help our DNA expression towards positive things. Mm-hmm. Um, another aspect of like our defense mechanism also we think about is like our immune systems, right? Our immune systems actually... They say approximately like 70% of our immune cells are actually in our gut. Um, So talking back about like the sugar and like the leaky gut and having too much uh, artificial sweeteners or whatnot into our bodies, those actually um, kind of can disturb the microbiome and actually just kind of wreck our immune systems. One thing that can be on the outside um, observation of maybe a trouble or a problem, but definitely not always 100% would be our skin. Um, things that are going on in our skin also help identify there might be a GI issue or a gut issue. Um, and that's something that we can consider. But supportive foods for the GI system or our gut would be like the berries or like the blackberries, walnuts, pomegranates um, are, are excellent things for our bodies and helps protect our, our immune system. Wow, her fridge then is probably the fridge of the ages. I mean, she probably has all that stuff. Yeah. Well, not, not all of it, but trying to uh, learn and get better at giving myself or giving our family um, foods that help us and not so much harm us. But it, you know, it's challenging because they say with a sad diet, the standard American diet, about 70% of daily calories in the sad diet come from modern foods that, you know, um, go back, you know, 50 years ago, they weren't necessarily the same. 
You know, actually, I ran into a girl today. She visited Turkey, and she said, you know, she had food in Turkey, um, you know, the country, and they were there for like a month, and they had a decent amount of like bread and whatnot. And it's just, she said, she didn't feel the same as if she would have had the same the the amount of bread she had here. Like the things that we were changing or doing with our food in the United States um, are not necessarily the the most positive. And she just said she didn't feel like the bloating and the heaviness of eating that mm. bread that she was having in Turkey compared to the bread she was having here. So read our labels, be careful what we're buying and, um, you know, really working on transitioning from being a sugar burner to more of a fat burner. And again, the way we do that is keeping the carb grams of carbohydrates really um, under 150 grams. If we can keep it, that might be challenging at first. So maybe having that being a goal and then maybe transitioning to being under 100 grams over time as you get used to it um, to the point where you might actually, your joints might feel better, that arthritic pain might actually go away. Clarity, brain, you know, clarity would come back and brain fog could go away. Oh, wait. There's some back up. Yep. Really, <laughs> what? Why, wait. Let's stop for a minute on that one. Yeah. Sure. Repeat exactly what will cause my clarity and brain fog to go away uh, well clarity would come too and brain fog would go away on you know reducing 40 um, to 80 the yeah my grams of my, yeah yeah if you know if, even if you start out with under 150 grams a day and then working on um you know from 100 grams a day to 150 grams a day you should be able to maintain a weight level if we're eating okay. over 150 grams a day usually people are gaining 10 pounds a decade no i'm gonna be going down to 60 and so that should help that simple thing should help my my clarity and making sure though that you're eating good healthy fats and proteins in 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 substitution so your uh healthy fats like avocado avocado oil coconut oil macadamia nuts um you know, good, healthy fats, uh, and then, you know, healthy proteins like your fish or chicken, uh, you know, beef in moderation, um, those kind of things that, you know, depending on the person, um, just making sure you're giving yourself good foods and fruits and vegetables, um, you know, in replacement. See, that to me is worth this whole discussion tonight, because that's been a big concern of mine. And that just seems like such an easy thing and it's interesting to me how um for instance you know i had that wound on my leg i've told our friends who listen in about that and Mm -hmm. one of the big things they said for me that i need to do is eat a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables because that really helps clear it up and it does it was weird and i thought Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, okay, I'll do that. You know, <laughs> or scratch it. And it turns out that it was true. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Helps you it faster. Ooh. And yeah, it's bizarre. And that's like when you get COVID, they say, what do you need? You know, you need zinc and D3. But yep. the vitamin C was yep. huge. Definitely. Definitely. Oh. So true. A lot of the foods that we eat, uh, especially you said, like when we're having a virus, making sure we reduce our sugar intake is so important. Um, so we're not feeding the virus in a way, and that we gives that support through the vegetables, um, the vitamins uh, to help support our, our bodies is so important. Mm-hmm. And like the wounds, yeah, t- taking pressure off the wound, and then the other one, like you said, is so spot on is nutrition to help the wound to heal. Yeah. And good sleep to help that body repair and, and help everything get back together. Well, it's not really repairing me. Well, I've got lots. I've got lots to think about, girls. I'm telling you. I know. Mm. It's good. Definitely good. So, yeah, yeah, nutrition is so important for our overall wellness. And, and again, food is medicine. And there's a lot um, that we could do. Um, you know, you have sure we've all heard people that have been uh, diabetic and were able to get off diabetic medicines and actually even be considered no longer diabetic yeah. um, with lifestyle changes of sleep well, eat well, uh, move well, st- stress low, 
you know, those kind of things um, can reverse it. Um, and, uh, you know, with dementia is actually considered like a diabetes type three um, is like a, a name wow. for dementia. And there's a huge connection and more and more research is coming out in the literature of the gut brain connection and how much is coming out as saying that what we eat affects our brain health. And that's so important. And um, we need to consider, you know, taking care of our brains, of course, our whole body, but um, you know, thinking about um, avoiding the brain fog and this short-term memory loss and dementia. um, These are things that we can take action now um, whatever, you know, age we are to ha- kind of ward off types of, of these results in the future. And, and, um, you know, just to protect our brains. Because they didn't really teach us when we were little kids. Well, maybe they did, but I don't know, because, um, you know, here I am 60 and my parents were, you know, of that age, they were born in, well, my dad, the depression was going on. I mean, yeah. And so, the types of foods that they'd eat and they make with made, you know, with ingredients they use to make these foods. I don't really think a lot of thought was put into the amount of carbs or well, let's give them all of this type of food to save Susie's brain when she's 60. You know, it's just right. wasn't like that much for my parents, but for anybody back in that day. And, but I think a lot of the younger parents, and, uh, you know, in their 20s, 30s and 40s, they look, you know, with younger children and teens, they do have to look out for that. Now we know about these things and you don't want your little guys to get into these harmful effects. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they've always said they'll read the labels. But I guess for somebody like me, you've got to come out and say this food will help your brain or this food will help this. Mm-hmm. And, it simplifies it for me so that it's easy for me to succeed in that area. And that's what I like about what you've talked about tonight. Yeah, it's definitely, and there's, you know, there's so many books out there on, uh, you know, different uh, options uh, for healthy foods for our bodies, but yeah, definitely going with like going back to what you're saying about our parents, like my parents, I was well grew up. Um, they were very young during the great depression, but I do remember as a young child, uh, as I got older, their habit was, home-cooked meals and they were like if my mom gave us mashed potatoes they were like mashed potatoes like she bought the potato she mashed it I mean it was with real butter and um if she uh you know had a balanced meal of vegetables and meat with the 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 starch so um I think about that it wasn't like a fast food or wasn't um necessarily from you know a pre-made packaged thing with a load of sodium um, she did make us uh, homemade meals um, every almost every dinner, and right. um, that's something I think maybe what in the the rat race of modern society and in long hours working and long commutes it can be challenging, um, but it, it's not impossible to make uh, you know to meal prep or um, or whatnot to get those fresh fruits and vegetables and the homemade meals where we can make sure we're eating something that was made with like, you know, four or five ingredients that you can pronounce and, um, you know, as fresh as possible. Gosh, that's really great. Wow. Well, is, does that wrap it up or do we have more? Um, that could wrap it up. There are, um, some recommendations to consider, I guess, in the way of, um, some books. Now there's, um, there's so many books out on the market uh, for this, but one, one book is great. I would re- recommend it was called fighting disease, the complete guide to natural immune powder, I'm sorry, power uh, fighting disease, the complete guide to natural immune power. We could probably put that in the show notes. Uh, this is by Ellen uh, child and Alice Feinstein. Um, there's um, another great book called um eat to beat disease Mm. eat to beat disease the new science of how about your body can heal itself um this is by william w lie or lee it's l-i is the last name he's a physician um there's 25 immune boosting recipes in this book 
Um, another book I really enjoy um, from Dr. Anna Kabeka. She is the author, the physician who wrote Hormone Fix. Her sequel book to that is Menu Pause. Ah. And for any ladies out there that are in perimenopause or menopause, I highly recommend this book. It's called Menu Pause. So it's a play on the word. It has amazing, wonderful recipes um, to help kind of reset the body. She gives you like six options of things to go through, uh, men, you know, meal plans to go through, to detox your body, to take a pause on carbohydrates. But um, I know this can be very beneficial to help control uh, menopausal symptoms of brain fog or night, night sweats, those kind of things. You can help control or reduce these symptoms by what food you're eating during this phase of your life. And again, it's a pause. It's not like forever. And it's something you can do to help stabilize and improve your, your hormone regulation, uh, improve your mood, improve your sleep, and reduce hot flashes. So this is another highly recommended book. Um, you could always read The Hormone Fix first and then read Menu Pause after. Or you can just go right into Menu Pause. She gives some great examples and, uh, and a plethora of recipes. You know how you said it's just a phase. It's not forever. But let me be honest with everybody out there. It feels like forever. <laughs> Your mother doesn't tell you that. <laughs> so, okay, that's a good point. So when I say it's just a, a phase, she has these certain some strict meal plans that you could follow to help control your uh, menopausal symptoms. But that, so that strict plan isn't necessary forever. Then you would go back to something more relaxed, but still within the um, avenue of healthy eating, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Were you writing all that down? I'm right. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of it. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Diana's so, our scribe. So if you guys need any of that other information, I so many other um, you know books out there that have been written um, but I encourage everyone to dig in and get back about you know the healthy eating uh, avoiding processed food avoid high levels of sugar going through your bloodstream that would equate to the carbohydrates or the, the sugars so uh, focus on improving uh, the increasing protein and fat in your diet for the most part again speak to your physician regarding what's personal for you but just in general, think about people who lived in the 1500s and the, the thousands and the 500s before we had all this processed foods. They were strong. They were getting water from the well. They were picking berries from bushes. They were maybe um, chasing after a bunny rabbit. They were oh. spearing a fish in the sea. They were, um, you know, they were doing those kind of things. And they were eating foods that were nuts, seeds, berries fruits, vegetables, and uh, meats, you know, and they were moving and um, they fared quite well in that way. Um, And you didn't see the levels of obesity that we see today and the the levels of um, disease that we see today. Something to consider, something to look at other countries in the world that today, how they're um, like uh, Okinawa, Japan or other societies that they're, the levels of, of disease and obesity are markedly less compared to the United States. So there's something other countries, other cultures, other people that lived in different time uh, times um, have fared better than we are doing now. So something to consider and and change maybe in our lifestyles to help us out. Gosh, well, thank you very much. You're Diana, welcome. Did you have any other questions or comments? No, actually, that was really good. You you covered a lot, a lot to think about. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yes. Yes, and so there's so many, you know, food lists and whatnot, and you just, Susie, you were talking about, I don't know if I could do it, but we could read through so many of the food lists, and there's lots of good things. Uh, you'll find the things that you enjoy, and that's the key, finding something that's healthy that you enjoy. Well, you I know do I this. can do it. It's just, it takes, it takes a willingness. It takes a little bit of extra effort. I'm taking away, you know, from this, um, what the main thing is, um, the amount of carbs for all the reasons, especially the brain one. And um, of course the sugars, but for me, that's my number one takeaway. The one that made me sit up and say, now say that again. Um, and every time I listen to it, because I re-listen to these podcasts, um, 
I'm sure I'll take something else away. It's one of the things that I like about when you talk, I always find, listen and I hear something new every time. So I really appreciate you taking your time to, to yes, download us. It really helps us. And I'm sure it helps everybody else out there. Yeah. I'm happy to, happy to be on. Thanks and for having me. What will we be discussing next time? Uh, well, out of the, the series of the five, uh, I think we'll go for uh, stress management. Ooh, good one. Oh, one. yeah, I need yes. that. That one Always makes me eat the over 150 carbs. Yeah. <laughs> we'll work on uh, some other forms of stress management that might be more, uh, you know, beneficial, <laughs> more beneficial. Perfect. So, yes. But that good can idea. be a tendency and something to kind of work out of. So we'll definitely go over some other tips and tricks on stress management. Excellent. And Colleen, can you tell us your website again? Sure. It's www.liagapt.com. Okay, guys. So, you know, if you'd like to get in touch with Colleen um, about furthering any um, interest that you have in wellness, um, you can find her on that website. And um, Di, do you have any unsolicited advice for us today. I forgot it. I'll tell you what, I'm so overwhelmed with that carb thing that that's all I can think of. So no unsolicited advice today. I'm so sorry. No, no, we have to have unsolicited <laughs> advice. Um, okay, uh, well, then I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you the unsolicited advice, okay? So okay. I have right here, Boston baked beans, there's eight servings in this little box, and there are 11 carbohydrates, but um, total sugars are 10. So that's 80 in the box right there. 80 carbs. And that's a whole day. 80 carbs in the box. 88. Yeah. Not worth it. Not worth it. Well, so I would in. say that, except that I've wanted to <laughs> well it's a you know it's a work in progress and maybe having a smaller portion of that and then saving the rest for another day and spreading it out over a few days oh that's funny <laughs> <laughs> moderation do people yes. do that <laughs> <laughs> yes it's good so you can mix some of those up with some vegetables some steamed vegetables or whatnot and uh have a go at it do you know what boston baked beans are it's candy Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, there you yeah, go. Yeah, there's the little nuts with the corn syrup red candy around the outside. Yeah, that's oh, what it is. Yikes. High fructose corn syrup. Candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pass on that one. Yeah, probably <laughs> high. Yeah. All right. Yes. What's that? Guys, we'll skip out. Well, slow and steady wins the race. You can do this. Make some good changes. We will. And sleep well. <laughs> Thank you, Doctor. Thank Yana. you. You're right. both are welcome. You guys have a great yes. evening. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye.